Today's devotion is from Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 42. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. But wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among, or fell into the hands of robbers who stripped him, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. Now by chance a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, while traveling, came near him, and when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, having poured oil and wine on them, Then he put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and when I come back I will repay whatever more you spend. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. Jesus said to him, Go and do likewise. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and anxious about many things. There is no need of only there is no need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. So two familiar stories for us today. But let's begin with the first the story of the Good Samaritan. We now move from God's revelations in Jesus Christ, which we've heard in our previous several days, to more practical lessons in discipleship. So from revelation to application of discipleship. In the parable of the Good Samaritan, interestingly, nowhere do we find the word good, nor does Jesus ever refer to this as a parable. Yet this story is so very well known that we all recognize it by that name. And it's also interesting that in our legal system, we still make reference to this story by passing, quote, Good Samaritan laws. Jesus is saying that observing the Torah is not a moralistic endeavor. It is about observing and following the law, the teachings of God, in accordance with the kingdom that's breaking in, with healing and mercy, this very 
inbreaking which Jesus has been demonstrating to his disciples and which he has even sent them out to practice doing on their own. Now it's a lawyer that asks Jesus, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answers the question with another question. The lawyer answers that question. Jesus commends the lawyer to, and uh, commends the lawyer's answer and tells him to put it into practice, into his daily practice of daily life, kind of like the name of our devotional daily text. This is a daily process. The lawyer then asks another question about application. Who is my neighbor? Is it Jews? I can accept that. Is it Samaritans? Hmm, not sure about that. But rather than asking another question or giving an answer, Jesus responds by telling a story. Now, this lawyer is not a lawyer as we think of one, but he is an, an interpreter of Scripture, an interpreter of the law of God. And the question of inheriting eternal life is a question certainly about the hope of life after death, but also about how to live one's daily life. Jesus asked him, what is written in the law? And what do you read there? The interpreter of the law and Jesus agree. They both interpret that question with the same answer by combining Deuteronomy 6.4 from the Shema with Leviticus 19.18. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The issue arises when the scriptures tell us that the interpreter of the law is determined to justify himself by asking the next question, who is my neighbor? Well, this was a big debate in that culture as it continues to be a debate in our culture. In Leviticus 19, verse 18, the neighbor is defined this way, the sons of your own people. So it'd be your children and your grandchildren, those who are related to you spiritually, perhaps as well as, as uh, physically. But then there's another interpretation of neighbor from Deuteronomy 10, verse 19, that says God cares for the neighbor, referring to the orphans, the widows, and the resident aliens. So how obligated are we to take care of all of these people? And what are the limits where we can stop? Jesus turns this question upside down. Instead of appealing to help the Samaritans, remember, we've already heard it said that Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Rather than trying to help the Samaritans in telling the story, Jesus is actually saying that it is the Samaritan who has compassion and it is the Samaritan who fulfills the Jewish law with love for the stranger. Compared to the Samaritan, the righteous and observant religious leaders of Israel, as described in Jesus' story as a priest and a Levite, fail to love a neighbor. In essence, they are failing to observe the law.
the question, who is my neighbor, is exposed as a self-justifying question. Jesus exacerbates the shame over self-justification by asking the more scandalous question, who turned out to be my neighbor? What does it mean to observe the law? Well, Jesus gives us two answers. Do this and you will live, in verse 28, when, when the religious scribe or scholar asks Jesus what he must do to inherit eternal life, and he responds with the answer from the Shema and Leviticus. Then Jesus' response is, do this and you will live. And then after telling the story, he asks this religious scribe the, the question of who was the neighbor, and the religious scholar tells Jesus, well, it was the one who showed mercy. And again, Jesus says, go and do, do likewise. We begin to see that one does not have a neighbor, but that one is called to be a neighbor. The Samaritan's mercy and risk that he takes and generosity that he shows and compassion that he exudes and love that he shares and his active attention to the needs of this injured man, all of these aspects of the Samaritan challenge the question of setting limits. Who is my neighbor? How much must I do? I think Jesus may tell this story not only to challenge us, but to also give us a glimpse of how God's reign of mercy and grace will be in this world. Even when we are not able to demonstrate that kind of love, Jesus will reveal it completely and fulfill it by going to the cross. Then we move to Mary and Martha. This story stands in contrast to the previous one, where the respectable religious scholar, who's concerned with the contours and the limits of the law, learns from Jesus that the heart of the law is to go and do, to be a neighbor. In this story, Martha, who excels in doing the traditional woman's task of providing for her household, learns from her sister. Jesus tells her to sit and to listen. Here, Mary is praised for not fulfilling her expected social role. Mary sat at Jesus' feet and was listening and hearing his word. The good portion here is the freedom to be a hearer. The kingdom is a gift received by hearing the word in faith. Doing and being, both aspects of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. I pray that God will bless your reflection upon your devotion today and that God will bless your day.